breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. News conference yesterday held by city officials and uh here's Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith addressing members of the press. SPD was notified around eleven forty uh about a shooting at this location on Jones Mabry Street. Upon SPD's arrival it was discovered that multiple shots had been fired and at least 10 people had been wounded. Later, as the investigation unfolded, uh, it resulted in three fatals and seven non-fatal shootings, I mean victims, at that time. Earlier today, uh, another body was discovered in this area that SPD officers, investigators on scene now investigating uh, but the chances are likely that it is a result of what occurred here last night. This event that takes place in this community, as Council Lady Tabitha Taylor said, is a regular annual event where family members and friends get together uh, to enjoy each other on private property. It is so sad, such a tra- so sad, so tragic that this year's event had to be interrupted with violence. Over the course of years, this has not been an event where SPD is called or we know that violence takes place. These are great people that get together and enjoy themselves. It's believed that multiple uh, males engaged in an exchange of gunfire that resulted in what we have here today. We're the most recent discovery that brings us to about 11 homicides in this area this year. For 2023, the events of today brings us to about 39 homicides. In 2022, we were at 33, and in 2021, at 48. SPD needs your help. It is our intent and our effort to work diligently and tirelessly uh, and to engage and uh, act for the support of other law enforcement entities to find out who, who, who committed these tragic, tragic events and to bring them to justice. We need your help. Many of you that are listening or will see this were here last night uh, and saw what happened. Many of you have heard what happened. We ask that you please give us a call. Help us to bring uh, those who are responsible to this for justice. You can call the, the Crime Stoppers number at the 673-7373. Or else, at any time, you can call the regular police number, 673-7300, and ask to be transferred to the detective office like to speak with someone you have valuable information please help us uh to solve this crime and as the 
you say say sometime the first 48 is the most important. Well, we're in the most important stages of this investigation now while things are still fresh on people's mind and while the hurt is still there. Call us, help us. And, you know, my condolences, my sympathy uh, goes out to the families of those who suffered from this tragic event. If there's anything at all that SPD can do to assist you, uh, please give us a call and let us know. But we're going to be work, working tirelessly along with others to bring those responsible uh, to justice. And if those of you who are responsible see this broadcast and you're listening at this, come to see us, give us a call, whatever it takes. Let's try to, you know, get some answers to the questions. Let's try to get this, this matter, matter underway. Come to see us, please, before we come to see you, because we are. That's Police Chief Wayne SPD Smith. He was notified around 1140. Chief, hold on. He wanted to start over. We uh, That's from the news conference yesterday. That's from the yeah. news conference mm-hmm. yesterday in the MLK area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chief Smith will join us in studio coming up at 7 o'clock. If you have questions for him, now's the time to submit them on our Shreveport Security Systems message board. Um, and we may ask your questions. I mean, you, you always say, hey, I want to talk to the chief. I want to get get my message across. Download the Keel app. It's real simple. It's free. And submit your question. We might ask it of of him when he's here. The thing that I don't understand is, I mean, there had, there had to have been dozens of people there. Mm-hmm. Somebody saw what and, happened. And yeah, and, and, they, and they have been talking. I know they have been talking to the people. Um, okay, and they've been talking to the people. Have the people been talking to the police? They have been talking. To, they, they have. Some have. I'm, I'm told by sources that they have some good information that they're following up on. There are some that are not talking, obviously. I mean, that's kind of what happens in some of these cases is that some people come forward, some do not. But but again, the, this was interesting because there was about 200 people there is what it looks like. And this is one of those block parties that's held every year. You and I have – I mean, you go to one on the 4th of July. I have friends who have their traditional parties in their neighborhoods for 4th of July. This is a traditional party that's been going on there for years. And somehow an invitation got put out on Facebook for this party where, where the, the organizer said she didn't intend for that to happen. Um but it did, and she did not intend that to happen. But that means more people showed up than anticipated, and more people were out, you know, partying and drinking and doing what you do, I guess. And then tensions escalated between a couple of groups, and then somebody pulls out guns, and then the others pull out guns. And it's chaotic. I mean, you've seen some of the videos now probably, and people are running for their lives. And it's just tragedy. You wanted to have a good time with your family and eat some hot dogs and listen to some music. And, you know, and it just ends tragically. It's so sad. It really is. Well, again, uh, Police Chief Wayne Smith will be joining us coming up after 7 o'clock. And if there's questions that you'd like to you'd like us to ask, be sure to submit those on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Mikey McCarty.
1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty, hoping to get a verdict yesterday on uh, the sentencing phase of mm-hmm. the Brian Horn trial. I wore my shirt today. Mm-hmm. Most of you didn't wear your shirt today. Well, You're I have it with me. Yeah, I have it. I, I brought it with me. We were we were all anticipating a um, a decision yesterday with regard to the penalty, whether it would be death penalty or life in prison for Brian Horn. He was convicted again for the second time. And again, full disclosure here, um, Justin Bloxham's mother is our boss. She works here. We have Amy and I have worked together for years. And we are close friends. She's one of those, and I hope she's not listening, but she's one of those that um, when I need bail money, she's in the top five. You know, if I ever right. need bail money, she'll be in the top five. You know, bail me out. Get, get, come get me. No questions asked. So, you know, I, I have to, and, and I would be for her as well. I'm sure she knows that. But so we're very close to this. Um, we were we were in this building the morning it happened together. Um She kind of had closure back in 2014 when he was convicted. Um, Then it was overturned, and then she has to start all over again. I was talking to my wife last night, and and we're familiar with these type cases. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I couldn't remember what was the reason of the overturning of the decision. Uh, Some technicality in the case during the um, trial? Yeah, his lawyer... Um, kind of made uh, comments that, yes, he was guilty of killing Justin Bloxham, but it was not intentional, something to that effect. I'm going to get that wrong, so I apologize. And that um, a previous decision said if the if the defendant didn't want his guilt mentioned, um, it can't be mentioned. And so the state Supreme Court overturned it and um, ordered a new trial. Um, the jury in the first trial was chosen from Baton Rouge, if you're not familiar. They went to Baton Rouge and picked the jury and then brought them back here to DeSoto Parish for the trial. This time they picked the jury from Vernon Parish in Leesville and brought them here. Because the, the publicity surrounding this case in Shreveport, Bossier, northwest Louisiana, was just too much. I mean, you couldn't right. have found a sure. juror that didn't hear about it. Well, it was it. also 10 years ago. So prospective jurors today probably aren't familiar with details of the case. Well, 13 years, actually. But, well, it, but well, yeah. that's what I mean. Right. It was a long time ago. Long, long time Way ago. Way too long for us to still be going through this. But people still remember it. I'm, I'm swimming with a lady um, the other day who said, oh, she took her phone from her child who was 11 at the time. When the Justin Bloxham case came up, she she took her phone. And, and Amy, I'm going to be honest with you, yesterday, I did not see it. I wasn't there yesterday, but I'm told by people who were in the courtroom, you know, the family has a chance to get up and, and talk to the jury during the penalty phase and, and ask and tell them about the victim and their relationship with the victim. And, and God be with her. She gets up, Mike, and she says something to the effect of, and she'll text me, quote me if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. Something to the effect of she felt like she failed Justin by getting him a cell phone. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can you imagine having that feeling all these years? I failed my son by getting him a cell phone. I mean, everybody at 10, 11, 12, kids were wanting cell phones then. Right. And, of course, we wanted to get in touch with our children. My children were about the same age. We wanted to get in touch with our children. So we got them cell phones. We tried to monitor it as best we could. She and I often talked about, you know, when do you look at your kids' phones all the time? We, I mean, we often did. Her kid would be doing something. I'd say, is your kid doing this? And she, oh, yeah, mine's doing that too. 
Well, you check the phone. Oh, yeah, I checked the phone. But but for her to have those guilt feelings over her parent, and she's a great mom. I mean, she's got four boys. She's got three boys now still, but she still has Justin. And they all testify. They miss him. They missed the memories of him. His oldest brother got up and, and mimicked his laugh. How he misses that laugh and he wishes he could hear that laugh one more time. I can't even imagine no. going through what they're going through again. For t- so my for- kids growing up, this was just before mm-hmm. cell phones became as prevalent as they are now. Yes. Not everybody and certainly not kids mm-hmm. had them in those days. Right. Good and bad. You know, it's like yes. the Internet. There's good and bad. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I hope that thing, things are done today and it's wrapped up today. The The defense side is now testifying on behalf of Brian Horn. I think there was a psychiatrist on the stand yesterday talking about his trauma. He had parents that didn't care about him and he lived a he lived a horrible life. Oh, um, and they're thing. and they're trying to spare his life. I mean, they're going to do everything they can to spare his life. That's what you do as a defense attorney. Yeah, and that's I, what you I do remember as years ago. Um, a, a celebrity, and I won't even name the celebrity, was just bemoaning the fact that, you know, her father was abusive. Mm-hmm. And, Erin, we can all look back. I mean, my childhood wasn't ideal, you mm-hmm. know. There were issues. An, an alcoholic parent, yeah. you know, um, in, in divorce. And we could, all, we could all lay excuses on sure. things. Sure. But there comes a point. As an adult, when you have to go, okay, this is my responsibility. My actions right. are right. my responsibility. And I, I, yes, we are the sum of our past. Mm-hmm. But you have to accept responsibility. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I just ask you today, and I say this not as, I say this as a friend of of Amy Bloxham. Um, keep the family today, especially in your prayers. Mm-hmm. Because they have been dealing with this now for 13 years. They would like this to be done. And I know if it's a death penalty, they're still going to have appeals There's and all that. There's appeals and they're, you know. Mm-hmm. But please today, so especially, keep the family in your prayers because they could certainly use it today. And we hope it's a wrap today. We hope things wrap up. Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith will be joining us after the top of the hour talking about the uh, uh, situation at Martin Luther King area on July 4th. 101.7 FM. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Can you see this from where you are? Pile of debris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me in mm-hmm. a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My neighbor. We had a lady who lives across. The, or have we have a lady? I say like past tense. This is. It's still mind-boggling to me, the fact that huge limbs are still falling. Yeah. She had one fall yesterday? Was it Mm -hmm. yesterday or just the day before? I mean, it wasn't even a storm. wasn't even... Right, right. And this was a huge limb. I mean, it wasn't quite as big as this table, but (sighs) out of an oak tree. 
goodness. She's got a goodness. great big oak that the trunk is at least as big as like the width of this table that right. we're t- sitting Golly. around. They're and, working uh, on it. They're get, they're getting a private company to come in and start picking them up and going through the neighborhoods, but it's going to take time. I mean, there's so much out there, yeah. but they're working on that. So, uh, and it, and again, I saw a, a loose limb dangling in my neighborhood the other day. I'm like, it's coming down. Next yeah, big win. There, there's a big one in our backyard. Actually, it's it's kind of between the, the four corners of where the four yards come together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if it came out of my my tree, but it's over in another tree. Oh boy! But if it falls, yeah. it could cause some damage. So it's like, oh, man. You might need a tree guy. But have you ever, and, and Ruben will probably, uh, have you ever seen those videos that are those just, just kind of, they're, they're satisfying to watch. I don't know if it's somebody smoothing out like fresh concrete. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Those yeah. things that yeah. are, it's the, just. The oddly satisfying videos. Yeah. Yeah. That's sort of to categorize them. You know, pe- peeling the plastic off of a new TV kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That's a thing? I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I want bubble wrap. See, you mean That's what I want. one of the cool kids? And yeah, you, you I, yeah. I want to pop bubble wrap. But I, 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 I feel that way about my chainsaw now. I've got a good chainsaw finally after years and years. It cranks first, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And when I stop to to move debris and then go back to pick it up, pull, first pull starts right back up. Wow! And it goes through the wood like butter. Nice. But it's just one of those satisfying. It's just I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's, <laughs> I'm sure you can relate. Hire someone to do your chainsawing, Mike. <laughs> oh, no, then I'm giving away that joy. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going crazy over here this morning. I've been watching some sports because you know ESPN had a big like bloodbath, fired about you know ten or twelve of their big names. They're cutting back huge, and so I've been watching ESPN to see what's going on. And I'm so tired of sports cliches. I want them to go away. <laughs> well, there's also weather cliches and, yeah. and news cliches. Yeah, that's true. We're not going to talk about that. The sports <laughs> cliches are have they've got me over the edge today. Well, we'll find out what they are mm-hmm. next. Mike and McCarty. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Clear skies this morning on your way into work this morning. <laughs> it's uh, ninety two degrees. Clear skies. <sighs> All the skies are clear. Yeah, that's a nutty, nutty one. <laughs> there, and everybody does it. Everybody oh, does it. Everybody does it. Everybody. And it, it, there, if you talk to an expert, they'll say there's one sky. Thank you. There's there not is. two skies. There's one sky. But clear air, skies. But everybody, clear skies today. Skies looking great. And there's one We sky. do have a 60% chance of the wet stuff today. <laughs> oh, gosh. Stop. There, Seriously. But, stop. Is that as creative as you can get? The wet stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, now you see you've gotten it's the it's the inane things that drive you crazy. I want one sportscaster in this town to write a, 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 an original sportscast 
non-cliches with no cliches in it no take it to the house no pay dirt mashed taters no step up to the plate no gut check time no knock it out of the park no let's say mr spaulding yeah no more uh oh he's he's at the charity stripe now okay no more of that um, like the charity stripe. Yeah, you know, in 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 basketball, they're they're shooting free throws from the charity stripe. That's the charity stripe. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Take one for the team. No I more. Watch a lot of basketball. No more. There's no eye and I could go on and on and on. When I watch, especially when you get to high school football and they start describing these games. Oh, Aaron. Oh, Aaron. he's taking it to the house. He's hit pay dirt. You know, oh man, I'm, I'm please stop it. Just please write an original sportscast. <laughs> Years and I ago, know, I use them too. And if my wife is listening, I'm sure she's not, but she'll remember. We were, uh, I think it was the actual the PA announcer, mm. and tackled by a whole host of the Falcons or yeah. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It must have been thirty times. A host of it is like, oh, oh. dude, come on. <laughs> It's, it was it, a host. It's gotten to the point now <laughs> where it is so annoying when when they and I. It's because I'm older. I know as you get older, you get more irritated by these stupid little mundane things. But I'm like, can you find something else? You know what? If he took it to the house, he scored a touchdown. <laughs> I don't ever hear him say, and, I, and I, he scores a touchdown. I well, and I understand, you know, you, you want to make it fun and creative. Pay dirt, took but it to uh, the house. Yeah. Oh man. Carried the rock. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, stop. It's not a rock. Right. It never was a rock. They never did play football no, with a no. rock. No, exactly. Now you know the most famous of all time, and I wish Ruben could, and I should have prepped him before to pull it up. Because I can't play it off my computer. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you Which know what I'm, the the the. I think it was a college kid doing a little college. Oh no! She was trying to cover a basketball game, and it was the worst of all. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. Oh, oh yeah! Oh god! Oh, the boom goes the, the dynamite best. video. The oh. Boom goes the dynamite. Jeez. I'm just, <laughs> I've gotten to, to the point. Day. I mean, and this is the time of year when there's no sports really happening. I mean, Wimbledon, I'm, I love tennis, so I'm watching some tennis. There's, and some baseball. Baseball's going on. But it's like, oh, my God, one right after another. They just pile them on. And, of course, with ESPN, with the the new folks they have, or the people that I'm not familiar with, it's just standing now, when out. when did this happen? I haven't checked ESPN in a long Thursday time. Thursday or Friday, they had a bloodbath. Really? I mean, yeah, 12 big names. I mean, Stephen A. Smith? Uh, maybe not. No. Steve Young. Uh, oh, a whole bunch. You go just Google really? ESPN okay. layoff and you'll see the names and go, wow. One of the ladies who'd been there for 27 years, a lot of them. So yeah, they're, they're gone. They're making changes and they're bringing in a new show and, you know, writing a big check for this cat. But I'm like, man, can we leave the cliches out when you bring the new people in? Please. <laughs> Clicheless sports. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. And you could promote it. Clicheless sports on our channel. <laughs> I'm there. I'm watching it. Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith joining us after the top of the hour. And if you've got questions, we've got a couple that have come in already on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Let us know. 
And uh, we just may ask your question on the air, Mike and McCarty. What am I? One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Kiel. Six minutes before the hour, Mike and McCarty. Oh God. Can we kill him? Clear Morbin? skies this morning, and oh, yeah. eighty-two degrees. No chance <laughs> of the wet stuff. God. <laughs> Remember him. those days, though. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, yeah. Six fifty-four. Mm-hmm. Six minutes away from seven o'clock. Caller number nine. We've got a great prize for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to say the, the time twice, two different ways. Caller <laughs> number nine wins a free pizza. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, I'm going crazy in the next couple of days. I'm just giving Uh-oh. you a heads up. How will we know? <laughs> <laughs> Robin, <laughs> like, where's my you know defense? <laughs> Not not here. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ruben. Powerball is now five hundred and ninety million dollars. I, I thought about you this morning. I heard the report. So you're going to need to finish the show because I'm going to be shopping for well, condominiums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> poor guy. These poor guys in Florida. She's going to have them running all over looking for. I'm looking for a penthouse. Uh, three bedrooms is good enough. Five hundred ninety million. The cash value is three hundred four million. Take out a third for taxes, so you're taking home tax free two hundred million dollars. And seeing ten million for me, that wouldn't you wouldn't even notice that. You're gone. not getting ten. You're only getting one. But you might. You're coming slower on the list now. <laughs> Every little snidely <laughs> remark, you're coming lower on the list. Y'all are on the list. But you're coming down. The drawing is Saturday night. Five hundred ninety million. Golly, it's a lot of moolah. But wh- let's see. What what odds do you have better at? <laughs> Lightning. You, you have a better chance of winning an F one race than you do. <laughs> Shark biting me on the butt. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, pineapple falling from a tree and hit me in the head. Right. You know, I don't know, but oh, coconut. Pine- do I think you, pineapples fall from I, trees. I, I, they don't. I don't oh, yeah. think. It might not. Yeah. So my odds are better. <laughs> my my thing is. You know me. Y'all know me. I would struggle with it. If I want it, I would struggle with it. I've got to kill, still go to work, but I've got to be silent. And, you know, you can't say anything. Oh, I would absolutely want it to be anonymous. Oh, it's got to be anonymous. I, oh, absolutely. I would not. But, I mean, how long do you keep getting up at 3.30 or whatever in the morning and coming in? Oh, hell no. While you get, But you have to while you're getting Aaron. things worked out. <laughs> Aaron. Oh, you're not feeling good. My stomach's upset. I don't know. Yeah. So you've you got a, you got a in the, five-day in the virus. you hear <laughs> the shore slapping against the beach. Private the, band the, the, playing. The, yeah, yeah. The, the waves coming up. <laughs> I mean, do you jump on a plane that next day and go somewhere just to be incognito for a minute i i would struggle with that my big mouth would blab too much i know i need to go get a new phone that's the first thing right with a different number different number then i'd put a few people in it um and then i'd I'd probably have to disappear somewhere i don't know that's a lot of cash 
lots of cash. Police Chief Wayne Smith joining us coming up just after the top of the hour. Micah McCarty, 1017 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith. Chief Smith, of course, tragic situation July fourth in the MLK neighborhood. Uh, four now dead, seven injured, from what I understand. I'm sorry, seven wounded, mm-hmm. from what I understand. That is correct. Um, those are the latest figures. What's the latest information that you can give me? Do we have suspect information? Are people talking to you? Well, information is beginning uh, to come in to SPD, uh, and we appreciate the public, everyone who was out there that knows anything at all about this situation. Please continue to call us and share that information with us so that we can get to the bottom of it and bring uh, uh, the people who are responsible to justice. Was this a beef between two different groups? So what can you tell us about what actually happened? We are not certain at this point uh, what was the catalyst that spurred this on uh, other than uh, I can truthfully say that there was some some friction, there was some disagreement uh, amongst people who were attending the event or come to the event. Were the the ones involved in the shooting, do we know yet whether or not they were invited guests or did they just see a social media post and go, oh, I'm going to go to that party? We do not know. Pretty much as much as we know probably is what you've seen and heard uh, out there until we uh, get more involved, get more, talk to more people who were were there. We really don't know. I understand some videos have surfaced. Have you guys been able to access video footage and been able to ascertain anything? Well, some information is coming in. So please, community, continue to provide us with that. Uh, you know, I'm very skeptical to say too much in detail about what information is coming in, but some information is beginning to pour in. Suspect vehicles, anything like that at this point? Could very well be. Okay, but you, you're you're not ready to say that yet. No, what ma'am. kind of vehicle we're looking for? That's correct. What can you tell us about the four victims? I was told one was 24. Do you have any more information about the ages, uh, sex of these victims? Uh, from what I understand, uh, all of the victims uh, were males and were adults. Okay, and there was one that was very in, in very serious condition, as uh, Corporal Wilhite told me. Um, do we know the latest on that one? Uh, last information I received, that condition had not changed. Okay, so one is very serious and the others are anticipated to recover. Yes. <sighs> Chief, we know... This is, more, you know, mostly a, a reactionary response. There's not much, you know, there's not a lot you can do, uh, especially in a private party. You know, people aren't going to set up uh, metal detectors and, you know, screenings like that. Um, but we, we asked some of our listeners to, you know, ask if, if there's questions. And one of the one of the one of the questions was, is it enough to be more proactive to bring back the jump out boys, the you know, the interdiction unit? Well, all forms of help uh, to control human behavior uh, certainly does help. But we have to be very cautious and not interfere with the the rights of people to uh, enjoy themselves. Uh, This was an event 
that I understand has been going on for years and years and years. Without issues. W- without issues. Right, right. Uh, but just so happened this year, uh, things changed. There was a lot of people uh, in a pretty small, confined area. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We do have uh, some special units that are intact, that are out there, that is being extremely uh, effective in uh, bringing, you know, criminals to prosecution. Uh, so we're going to continue to do that. Chief, the, um, the, the question is 99% of us abide by the law. We go to holiday parties. Yes. We have a good time. We get yes. home safely. Yes. We have a small percentage of our community that is disrupting everything for the rest of us. Um, what are there some, is there a secret sauce to try to get those people off the streets and keep them off the streets? Because we were saying of the suspects, I would lay money down that this is not going to be their first uh uh, interaction with the law. Sure. And you're probably right. Uh, I say quite often, very seldom do we come in contact with someone, especially on a violent crime, who are a first-time offender. That seldom happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do have means out there where we're trying to determine out of that s- small group of people that are causing us our problems, who are the key people, and we work hard to get them out of circulation. Had you been, let's take it, take it back to earlier in the day when this party is just starting and they're starting the barbecue, they're starting to play games, except had y'all gotten any calls about this crowd was getting too big, that it was, uh, you know, it was getting a little rowdy, anything like that earlier in the day? None to my knowledge. Uh, there were similar events all over our town. I mean, it was Independence Day, 4th of July, that's a normal, regular holiday when people get outside and uh, socialize with each other with barbecue and, and other mm-hmm. things. Chief, can you stick around? Because I'm, I'm going to hit you with a with a with an uppercut when we get back. No problem. All right. 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel. Remember now, this is the chief of police. And he's got and he handcuffs. I know. With I an understand. He's I know. armed. I know. And he's got backup already here yeah, in the room with he us. He does. So. I'm 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 not gonna get arrested. Don't hit him with an uppercut. I, you know, I'm I'm mad. I could see Tabitha Taylor yesterday was mad. Lots of folks are mad. You people are, are fed up here. People are. People are fed you Chief, you are the calmest man on the planet, I think. But are you angry? Are you mad and and do you how how do you show that cuz you have to be inside you have to be just like we've got to stop this. I I show my my anger with with passion. Uh I would hug you and and kiss you and put handcuffs on you at the same time. Mm. But does this anger you when you're called to the scene like this? Do, are you anger angry about these thugs, these criminals? that are just running rampant, it seems, in our community. I am uh, because of the opportunity that got them there to begin with, uh, because weapons of uh, mass destruction and weapons period is, is so easy uh, to obtain. Uh, 
to go to an event like that, a peaceful gathering where people are having a great time, meeting their relatives, uh, eating and, and so forth, you take a weapon with you, your intent is to, to cause some, some harm to someone. And without a doubt, that deeply, deeply angers me and saddens me. Chief, I know as a police officer, it's you. It's very frustrating in your position because you can have a thousand officers on the streets. You can make arrests and, and do your job in interdiction units. But if once you make that arrest, if the if the case is then pled down in court and they're released, how that's got to be frustrating. Because I guarantee you these guys that did this, we're going to – Ruben, he posts these, the mug, you know, the mug shots of these violent crime offenders. I guarantee you we're going we're gonna to know them. Well, you know, in order for the police to be effective and proficient at their job, you have to focus more on doing the best that you can do with what you got to work with and what your responsibilities are. And our responsibilities as as police officers – is is apprehension is to get people headed in that direction into the criminal justice system and someone else picks it up and go go forth with it from there but we have to focus on our job which is apprehension on the shreveport security systems message board i don't know uh one of the commenters says uh, does the lady hosting the party have any responsibility because should she have contacted the police if more than 200 people showed up uninvited? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say she did. Uh, I don't think that there's hardly any gatherings where anyone can tell you exactly how many people are going to come. People just invite themselves. Uh, the small community where, where I'm from <clears throat> in Red River Parish, you would come outside. You could come outside on Saturday any particular day. And fire up your grill and not invite nobody, and all of a sudden you got a hundred people that show mm-hmm. up. Yeah, what happens now? You know, we hear the the old forty eight hours. Um, you're now twenty four, thirty hours in. What's happening today with this case? What are your detectives doing? Uh, they're still on the ground uh, evaluating the information that that's coming in. Uh, they're still in the area. Uh, I don't know how the how they make it without sleep and you know other things have happened uh since then that they have to respond to also Uh, i'm so proud of them for the fine work that they do but they're out there trying to uh, do the best that they can with what they got to work with so please community anything at all that you know about this event or people that was involved forward that information to our, our our way give us a call nothing's too small Nothing's too small. Okay. And will they be back canvassing the, the neighborhood and trying to get in touch with everybody that was at the party, looking at anybody's videos? Is that part of the process as well? Absolutely. Uh, that that process began immediately after we responded there, and daylight hit yesterday, and many investigators were back in the area going house to house. Are there any city-owned crime uh, crime watch cameras from that area at all? I think that there are some, yes, there are some up in that area. Yes, there are. And have you been able to access any information from that from that footage? I don't want to talk too much in details about the information that we already have, uh, but there are crime car- cameras in that area. People who are listening to you, and we're talking to Chief Wayne Smith this morning, um, 
do you would you anticipate arrest would be imminent in this case or do you think this is going to take a little time well that's very hard to say i hadn't been briefed uh this morning because mm-hmm. i've been here with you right so i don't know all the information all that has been developed overnight okay and once the suspects are in custody um the detectives will then continue to build their cases and gather evidence and talk to people but anybody at that party needs to come forward absolutely this is horrible a dark cloud uh came over that area um from what i understand the majority of the people that they are are family members that live in the neighborhood enjoying a family tradition for the last eight or ten years and i know you're horrified uh, so anything at all that you know or you learn that can help us, help us solve this crime and bring those that are responsible to justice. Do you know if the suspects were members to have fun and then something happened or did they show up to cause trouble? Do you, are you, are you, we're, we're not at that point yet uh, to say one way or the other. And Chief, you said the, the four victims killed were adult males. Of those wounded... There were no children wounded. That's accurate, correct? Uh, not to my knowledge, that there wasn't. But there were children at this event. We could easily be talking about dead children or wounded children today, correct? You're exactly right. Uh, when when a, uh, a gun is shot, when a bullet is fired, uh, it has no particular person who it likes to strike. Oh, and, and you are still dealing with a, a shortage of police officers. Yes. So you are thin-staffed as it is. Yes. And dealing with now, I think this is our 40th. I don't I don't have the numbers in my brain. Our 40th homicide that of the year. That sounds about right, yes. Um, which is kind of on record pace. Well, at 41 now with the fourth. With the fourth, yeah. right. Um, how big How big a concern is it that we're not, we're just barely now halfway into the year? It's a big concern. Uh, the heat is upon us. Uh, people's tempers are flaying. It is a big concern of mine, but uh, we're going to constantly adjust and readjust our resources uh, to where they're most needed and most effective at the time, and we're going to do our best to reduce uh, what's what's been happening. So what's the number of officers now that you need? How many down are we at this point? 140 plus. Wow. But you can't hardly, it's hard to keep up with attrition because as we graduate a small number uh that many generally retires or quits through attrition so we're not gaining ground like we would like to next academy class pitch that for me real quick it's coming up isn't it this Uh, fall we're hoping in uh latter july first august okay so people that are interested can get in touch with the with, with your recruiting recruiting unit. and they'll help and like, we, we'd like to have you know academy classes of around 35 to 40 okay. uh, people each time if we could do that a couple of times a year we could get back on track to where we need to be how many are we having now we have two a year but generally we've not been able to secure hardly any more than 10 or so uh, per academy class gotcha Chief Wayne Smith, Crime Stoppers number 673-7373. For anybody who's got information, you guys need every tidbit you can get. Oh, oh we do. We mm-hmm. do. And uh, thank you so much to those out there who have uh, called and provided information to us thus far. And I pray that others 
who may know something, call us also. Chief Wayne Smith, thanks for coming in this morning. We're continually praying for you and your, your men and women. Thank you. 101.7 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Thanks to uh, Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith taking time out of his we know is a busy schedule right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going back to the station to get briefed on uh, the latest developments from the shooting July fourth on the Martin Luther King area. Um, one of the things, of course, we know Crime Stoppers number six seven three seven three seven three, and that's anonymous. But they also, Aaron, they've got an, an, a, a tip line, an, an app mm-hmm. that is available. It's called P3 Tips. And it's uh, p3tips.com. I'm sure it's in the app store as well. And an, uh, anonymity is guaranteed also through the app. Mm-hmm. It uses secure and an encrypted interface. Uh, you can provide your information. They don't know. There's. Uh, it says... Uh, tipsters can provide additional information uh, securely. It doesn't ask for the name. Uh, it doesn't track the number. Mm-mm. It doesn't track the IP address. Right. It's absolutely anonymous. So you can and they you can could, get information. Yeah, you could you could give the tip on the app. Then you could delete the app from your phone if you have somebody that you know snoops around on your phone and might see that you called Crime Stoppers or might see that you text somebody in the department on the P3 app. If you download it, you can submit your tip. You can delete the app from your phone, and then the tip is gone in, yes, and, it, and yes. nobody will know. It says the app has no caller ID, no recorded lines, awesome. no tracking cookies. Mm-hmm. So um, it's an excellent way. And uh, uh, Corporal Wilhite said that they get a lot of information via that app yes because uh they can do it uh, anonymously it's p3 tips app just go look for it in your app store and yes um, if you have information that can help the police they need it they're running down every lead now and we want to get these folks locked up it's p as in paul p3 tips mm-hmm. yeah check that out Absolutely. michael mccarty 1017 fm 7 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. And I've got my Justice for Justin Bloxham t shirt mm-hmm. that we're uh, wearing today. Uh, and hopefully, we, we were hoping to get uh, a verdict on the sentencing phase mm-hmm. of the Brian Horn. I hate that I even know his name and have to say his name yeah. trial that's mm-hmm. going on. Uh, in uh, uh, DeSoto Parish, where is it? DeSoto Parish. Yeah, DeSoto yeah. Parish. Mm-hmm. Um, that he was found guilty 13 years ago. Or actually, was it longer than that? Uh, no, it, he was found guilty in 2014, nine years ago. Okay. The crime happened 13 years ago. Um, 2014, found guilty, uh, sentenced to death, 
um, that was overturned and the state Supreme Court ordered a new trial. And so that's what we've been doing the last. It started for last Friday. They anticipated it would take eight to ten days. It wrapped up way quicker yeah. than anyone anticipated. The jury did not need long at all. No, they returned the verdict on the Fourth um, uh, of July. And, and and now that worries me too, because uh, there and, and uh, you know somebody could come back later and go, well, the jury didn't deliberate. You know what mm, I mean? Yeah, I but mean I, somebody could throw a, a wrench in. It was a pretty clear cut. Uh, I mean, the evidence, and, I, and I'm going to say this for for all the DeSoto Parish folks that are listening, um, and anybody in the court system, and I know this is a this is a, a task. These cases that this is 13 years old, yeah. they have preserved this evidence all these years, and I'm going to tell you they did an amazing job. They were pulling out. I was at the trial a couple of days, and they're pulling out evidence bags that had been sealed. And, you know, had maybe cigarette butts in it or a SIM card or a cell phone or whatever the evidence right. was. Yeah. They had it all so well preserved. It was absolutely amazing that and they the had keys, it all. The keys from his taxi cab that yes. were found at the scene. The next day, yes. They right. went back out with metal detectors and were able to find the, find the key that he lost. Um, I mean, so much evidence. There were fingerprints in the cab that they preserved. There were, I mean, so much evidence against this man. That it's pretty, you know, it's pretty cut and dry that, you know, he was guilty of this crime. And he's now been found guilty the second time of first-degree murder, which could bring a death penalty, as it did the first time. I know the family and the prosecutors want the death penalty. They've asked the jury for that. They questioned him a lot, uh, you know, during voir dire, I can't say that word, about could you impose the death sentence? And anybody that was wishy-washy on that, they dismissed. So so all of the ones that were on the jury said they could impose the death penalty. Will they do it is the thing. It has to be unanimous. It has to be a unanimous verdict of the jury to sentence him to death. And what will happen today is that Brian Horn's team will have some of the folks in his corner testify for the before the jury trying to save him. I mean, they're trying to say he he had a horrible childhood. Um, he had no parents that cared about him, no close people that cared about him, and that his life took a turn and it kept going that way. Will that work on the jury? I don't know. I know the Bloxham family is asking and wants the death penalty. Um, the the last time that Louisiana executed somebody on death row has been uh, all, over 13 years ago. Yes. And, and the so... We know what happens to people that abuse child children mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in prison, right? Look, I mean, going you know one of the most famous Jeffrey Dahmer, absolutely. They generally don't surprise uh, survive the the general population of mm-hmm. a prison. Another case from Desoto Parish you may or may not be familiar with is the um, Christopher Sepulveda case. Um, sentenced to death for killing a, a six-year-old boy in DeSoto Parish. He is one of the ones who's asked the governor to commute his sentence right. to life in prison. Yeah. I think he's 78 years old now. Uh, the parole board has issued their report to the sheriff's office in DeSoto. The sheriff's office now has 30 days to respond, I believe, uh, about why they don't want the sentence commuted. 
we're all going to watch what this governor does with these cases because if he starts commuting death sentences, um, it's going to disturb a lot of people. Definitely. And we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully we'll have a decision in the Horn case today whether or not it's life or death. Well, there's also there's uh, an attorney. Well, we got to wrap up. Mm -hmm. I know, but uh, that has presented like 50 cases to Mm -hmm. the governor to commute death sentences. Absolutely, just obscene. Mm -hmm. Just obscene. One hundred one seven FM seven. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Yeah, I've got a story on keelnews.com uh, about the uh, fifty one inmates. There are fifty seven currently on death row, mm-hmm. and fifty one of those have filed a petition uh, for clemency from good old John Boy before he leaves office. They're hoping he'll uh, uh, commute their sentence. Commute their sentence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, he has said he's going to let the uh, parole or pardon board, I forget which one handles. Anyway, handle hear their cases and see how that comes out before he makes any decision. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, from the political world, if he starts granting uh, change, clement, well, I don't think it would be clemency, it would be commutation. Clemency is like letting them off, isn't it? I mean, you're not let, you're not opening right. up the yeah, jail. Right, yeah, this, this would be changing it to life without the right. possibility yeah. of parole. That's true. If he starts doing that, you can almost bet he's not running for another office. He'll be done. Um, because that would be the death knell in his political career if he's let out, if he's commuted the death sentences. No pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. If he commutes a bunch of sentences of, of lifers who have committed horrendous murders. Violent. Yes. I mean, if I'm, if I'm running against him for anything, you know, I, I bury him on that one, literally. And so if you watch what he does on that, you'll know what he's planning to do. Is he going to go off into the sunset and, and be done? Is he going to run against Senator Kennedy? Um, is he going to run for something else? We'll, we'll watch and see. He's got, you know, he's got to make a decision. He's, he's in his last six months now, right? We change over in January. Yeah. We get a new governor in January. So, um, it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch, but 51 of them. And he, he did veto the bill. Blocking uh, gender altering mm-hmm, procedures for children. Right. He vetoed it. And they have until I think it's July 14th, lawmakers, they have to go into veto session unless they opt out. That's kind of how the state law is written. You're going to hold a veto session 40 days after the last day of the session. Unless you opt out. If you opt out, then we don't hold one. But people are calling for him to, to hold one. But he did not veto the bill blocking males from competing in female, you know, girls' sports. Okay. Hmm. So I, I, I'm not sure. I, you know, I will try to get the governor on before he leaves office. Don't hold your breath. I'm just saying. We hadn't talked to him in two years, three years, maybe. Well, not since I've been here. Yeah, so we'll I, see. I told you when when the when he was backstage at the hayride celebration at the municipal auditorium, 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, but I turned around and left the room. And he sat at that microphone and said, I'm, I'm available anytime y'all need me. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, Louisiana Insurance Commissioner Jim Donnellan joining us uh, in studio right after the news. 1017 FM 710. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike, and McCarty in studio with uh, Louisiana Insurance Commissioner Jim Donnellan. Uh, thanks for coming up, talking with us this morning. Glad to be with you, Mike. I know you made a trip just to come in the studio. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> never leave without it. I, yeah. I know we're going to talk about hurricanes. We're in hurricane season. It's officially gotten underway. I want to talk about auto insurance though, because we were talking during the break about this UBI, is that mm-hmm. what you're calling yep. it? UBI policy. U- Utilization-based insurance. Which means you, they, they track your vehicle. Put a monitor on your bumper, monitor your speed, monitor your jackrabbit starting and stopping, uh, your, your speed compared to the speed limit where you're driving because, as you know, they know everything already. Where mm-hmm. you are, like MapQuest. And how fast the speed, what the speed limit is, where you're driving versus what your speed is being being monitored. And that'll save you how much if you agree On to average, that? On average, 20%. I just don't want to do it, though. I, I mean, I know they're tracking through the phone. I know, you, you know, but I'm not going to give them even more ammo. I, but I had the option when I just recently changed my homeowner's insurance to USAA. And then bundled and got a discount for bundling and paying automatically out of my checking account and all that and was offered the UBI. And like you, I just said, no, don't. Because your driving don't. sucks? In part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't like me if, if they I, watched I, me. <laughs> now, I'll admit, as I get older, my driving has, I'll say, calmed down a little bit. I agree. I, you know. Mine too. I, well, I, I keep I could hitting get to deer Dallas and Christmas and... trees. That's my problem. <laughs> well, where I live, it's alligators. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we see them on the side of the road between Baton Rouge and New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Multiples all the time. What? Big alligators. Jim, sorry, Jim okay. Donlin, our, ins- our auto rates in Louisiana are, I mean, they're absolutely, people gripe about it all the time. I know you hear it. What's going to change that? What Talk will help? We are by far the most expensive state in America, by far. But that's not going to happen. And and we are also by far the most claims-to-litigation ratio state in America. And you see it, billboards everywhere, mm-hmm. television ads everywhere. Uh, one call, it used to be one call, now it's one click. Um, you, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's pervasive. It's It's a mindset. It's part of our culture. And we had it fixed as best we can with the special session. Uh, Senator uh, Kirk Talbot of River Ridge, chairman of the the uh, Senate Insurance Committee, used to be chairman of the House Insurance Committee, put a package of tort reform measures through the legislature. Overwhelmingly, Governor vetoed it. And so of course he did. It, was, it was very disappointing. And it's hurting every aspect of our state. In particular, the working poor, who the law requires to have insurance, or they wouldn't have it in a, in a large mm-hmm. number of cases because they buy the minimum limits because they don't have assets to protect. Do you anticipate that the next legislative session, when we have a new governor, that we have a chance of possibly getting this through? No doubt. It passed almost veto-proof. 
last last time, mm-hmm. and and he vetoed it, and we came back into session, special session, because of other issues that that necessitated a, a special session, and we passed a watered down version of mm. it. Now look, if we had passed the bill as introduced and as passed but vetoed, rates would have gone down. My guesstimate, I got beat up by the trial lawyers for saying this, by 25%. If that had happened, we would have gone from number one just to number seven. That's uh-huh. how far above the rest of the country. Who was our pressuring our governor to veto? Well, was the it the trial lawyers, lawyers oh, or was it the insurance companies? Well, it's the trial lawyers, but it's also some rural hospitals and other health care providers who profit from the system as we have it in place. They want us to wreck and get hurt. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? It's, it's a it's a it's a profit source. It's it's money. It's it's mm-hmm. fees. It's shame on them, Jim. Shame well, on them. That's awful. Uh, you, you can say the same thing about the lawyers. Oh, ap- yeah, from it we as do. Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really really sad. It's it's a huge industry in our state, and it's a humongous, as my grandkids would say, burden to our economy and to the people who live here. But you also look at the working poor. If you've got a corporation looking to bring, okay, I want to, I want to bring 500 people to the state to work. Oh, wait a minute. They're going to have to pay the highest rates in the country Mm -hmm. for auto insurance or homeowners insurance. I remember going to a reception at the end of a legislative day and complaining about, so I was chair of the house insurance committee at the time. And this guy is there with at the, in the conversation was the new dean of the dental school in New Orleans and he came from Baltimore and he said when I got my bill from USAA after I moved down here I called him up and said you must have sent me a one year uh, bill wow. instead of the usual six months <laughs> and they told him no sir doctor and but for the honor of doing business in every state we'd rather not be in Louisiana I just find it amazing that my auto insurance bill now i have good coverage my auto insurance monthly charge is more than my electric bill it's more than my cell phone it's more than any other bill at my house it's never been like that and it just get keeps getting worse no question about it i i I hear you i've I, i went into the capitol getting tested for my covid wearing a mask wiping down the the mics and the chairs before I test a half dozen times for that bill and and passed it and 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 it got vetoed. You mentioned something too. We're going to talk about hurricanes in the second segment, but I want to ask you one more thing with regard uh-huh. to auto insurance. You said something about things change when you get 65. Uh-huh. Can we didn't talk about this on the air. So right. can you explain Absolutely. what's going to happen when, 25 as 25 years ago mm-hmm. in the interest of protecting the elderly? The legislature passed a bill that says after 65, you can't have a rate increase based on your age. Age is off the uh, charts for, and and frankly, the elderly pay more than the middle aged. Mm-hmm. The the young pay more than the elderly. Right. But it's based upon actuarial science. It's done in every state mm-hmm. across America uh, on that basis. Age is a factor, but. For the, for the protection of the elderly, no age-based increases after age 65. So what the companies do, only in Louisiana, at 65, they calculate how long you're going to live, 
females live longer, drive longer than males do, and they calculate how many rate increases will be needed over that life expectancy after 65 and hit it all at one time at age 64 and 364 days. So you're going to get a massive increase uh, right before you turn 65. One. I wouldn't call it massive, but a big one. Yes. Noticeable. Indeed. Absolutely. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, thank God I'm only 30, Mine's already 39. There. I'm 78 now. Yeah. So, uh, I'm only 39, I'm, so I'm I got a ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just, I'm sorry. We start talking about insurance companies, and I get mad. Yeah, I I'm know. just furious mm-hmm. right now. Don't blame the insurance companies. Blame us. Because we can fix it. We created it. It's a man-made crisis. We allow it. We continue to exist, uh, to, to allow it and, and to uh, coexist with it. it okay, now I'm mad at you. Week. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay with us. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with Insurance Commissioner Jim Donnell and Mike McCarthy. FM 710 Keel, also a free download, the Keel News app, courtesy of Office Furniture Source in Studio, Jim Donnellan, Louisiana Insurance Commissioner, joining us in, uh, we're now in hurricane season. We had an event, I don't know exactly what to call it, uh, a, a couple of weeks ago in, I mean, it ranged from Oklahoma through Texas and through Louisiana all the way down, um, hurricane force winds. Absolutely. 120 mile an hour winds. That's stronger than uh, Katrina was when it made landfall. Unbelievable. It was just... Uh, and, and there's damage all across our area. You drive through the neighborhoods, you know, limbs and branches and trees are piled up. People have damage to their homes. Mm-hmm. Speaking to the fact that we are vulnerable in North Louisiana to hurricane events, tornado events, and rainstorm events. No question about it. Happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Hurricane Ike was bad in the Shreveport area. Mm-hmm. Although Rita it came up. Rita came up through here. Ike made landfall in Galveston, crushed it in, Tex- in Houston, and then came through Shreveport. But uh, Gustav in 08 made landfall in Homa and went through Baton Rouge. The only one in Baton Rouge, including all the way back before Katrina, uh, back to Hurricane Andrew, really did a lot of damage, wind damage in Baton Rouge. But when it got to Alexandria and then to Monroe, it brought two days of 12-inch rainfall in both of those communities, flooding hundreds of homes from central Louisiana through northeast Louisiana. It is very often the case that rain associated with hurricanes as they go redu- uh, re- result in flood damage. And I, for that reason, one of my three points as we go into another, hur- as we are in a hur- another hurricane season, is access the fed- still federally subsidized national flood insurance program. Best insurance by any property owner anywhere in the state can make. My, my first point, only less than 10% of the residences in Caddo and Bossier have flood insurance in place. And you can add it to your existing policy. Absolutely. And you and it's and it's pretty cheap. Reasonable. Mm-hmm. If you're in a low vo- a, a, a low risk area, about 60 bucks a month for the average 
uh, homeowner. Why are we aren't buying it? Aren't, aren't a lot of mortgage companies require it, don't they? A, if you're in a high-risk area or a, a, a zone, as they call it, then you, as a condition of a federally-backed mortgage, which 95% are Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac-backed, then you have to have flood mm-hmm. insurance. Will mm-hmm. you will you explain to our listeners something that might not be covered if you don't have the flood policy and a hurricane a her, aftermath of hurricane comes through here? Oh, rising water, rain associated flood water is not covered by a homeowner's policy, and frankly, not only hurricane rainfall but flash floods or just two days of 12-inch rainfall, which happened in Lafayette and Baton Rouge without any uh, hurricanes ev- uh, mm-hmm. events. So, and the the misnomer is, oh, the feds will make up for our loss if, if we have it. Yes, they do. We call it the Air Force One effect. The president comes down, promises to make everything right, and does give grant money out through FEMA, for Lafayette and Baton Rouge in 2016, it was $9,000 on average. The way they make up the difference for your shortfall is they refinance your house with an SBA loan, low interest loan, over another 30 years. But what it does is it strips out all of the equity you had in your biggest investment, mm. your home, because now you're financially underwater. For the, you get back in your home, you ha- you're go back basically to your having to start over. Absolutely, and so the average payment for those victims of that flood in in two thousand twenty sixteen ninety for those who had flood insurance ninety five thousand dollars versus wow. the nine thousand dollar grant plus a new thirty year mortgage on your house. That is the typical benefit given out for those who are not insured for flood. And statewide residences, only 23% have flood insurance. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's well, Shreveport Bossier residents typically don't worry too much about hurricanes. That's correct. Why should we? Because of 120 mile an hour winds last week, that does a lot of damage. They're going to have a mm-hmm. lot of claims. Mm-hmm. You know, Hailstorms that also come with tornadoes, but also with hurricanes as there's um, tornadoes spin off in hurricanes in north louisiana so hurricane season is a much riskier time for a property owner than the rest of the year in our state we sometimes you get ice storms through north louisiana but not as often as damage from uh, uh, hurricanes as they head this way you are in your uh, final six months you have decided not to run for re-election right. that's correct um legislative action the session ended did you get everything you wanted we really pretty much did and and the first thing every year and i said this during the session after my uh, as i go on my storm tour after the session and at the beginning of the hurricane season is the legislature did what they tell the medical students when they first start medical school they did no harm they were threatening to do harm in this last session Two bills that I met with the governor and he was supportive of of our efforts to prevent from happening would have repealed the three-year law that's unique to our state, invaluable in the homeowner's market, and would have repealed prior approval of rates. Rates are too high. I, I hear it. I get it. I understand it. But it would be even higher if we joined the 10 of the 50 states that don't regulate rates mm-hmm. at all. 
and let the companies charge whatever they want with no oversight. We don't have enough time. I could tell you horror stories that I did tell the legislature of what we have prevented from happening during my 17 years as commissioner because we have prior approval of rates as 40 of the 50 states have. On the positive side, two things. Uh, $10 million added to the incentive program to help those folks uh, trying to um, uh, get coverage, get out of citizens, the market of last resort. By helping them and shrinking citizens, we benefit everybody from Shreveport to Monroe to Grand Isle to to Cameron Parish because we're all at risk as we still continue to pay an assessment every year on every property insurance policy for citizens' Katrina losses. And last thing, name some hurricane deductible. Third of the policies are 5%. It's not 5% of your damage. It's 5% of your insured value, typically 200000 5%. $10,000 out of pocket for damage caused by a hurricane or named storm. Mm-hmm. Know that. Be prepared for it. Jim Donlin, you're not running for re-election. 17 years, scandal-free. So far. We appreciate that <laughs> in the insurance department. Thank you, Aaron. It's been my pleasure to serve, to have the honor of being elected and re-elected five times to this office, and to have the pleasure of visiting with y'all on a semi-annual basis. Well, I'm Thank glad you, I got sir. to know you, Jim. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. 1017 FM. seven FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. And one of the messages on the Shreveport Security <laughs> Systems message board said that uh, the auto insurance recently re- renewed, the rate went up, an extra, an extra $110. He said, my car insurance is higher than my car note. Oh, my. Well, I don't have a car note, but it would probably be, yeah. That's just a. You know, when I thought about it, when he was sitting here, I went, my car insurance is higher than my Swepco bill. Yeah. When did that happen? I I haven't paid attention. I'm like, holy cow. It's just ridiculous. We could spend a whole hour saying why. Uh, Yeah. Senator John Kennedy joining us on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline after the break. 1017 1017 FM 710 Keo, Mike and McCarty, always one of our favorite guests on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Senator John Kennedy. Senator, good morning. Thanks for taking time to talk with us. Good morning to you. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. You recently did an op-ed in the Washita Citizen talking about crime, and, and you state Louisiana has the second highest homicide rate in the nation. Uh, Shreveport right now is de- uh, reeling from a mass shooting, 4th of July celebration on CNN News over the week, you know, this past week. Um, crime is is a very serious issue, and the police are not the criminals. They're not the problem. Well, this all started, as I think we all know, with the defund the police movement. Uh, th- those who called on the police to be defunded and those who 
persisted in saying that cops are a bigger problem than criminals, deny that they ever did it. Some of them are still doing it. Um, as a result, you had a lot of police officers quit. Um, and a lot of police officers um, hesitate to do what they need to do to stop crime. Well, and that's problem one. And another issue is, like Shreveport, we're 120 officers. 140. Well, 140 officers down right now. Well, and it's not going to get any better until the cops believe that their political leadership will stand behind them. I, I, I know there's some bad cops, but the truth is most, most cops will leave you alone if, unless you do illegal stuff. Most of them are, are good cops. They're not bad cops. And in America today, when, 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 when there are bad cops, they're either prosecuted or weeded out. But there's this feeling among many left-of-center politicians that all cops are bad. And we see how that turns out. The other problem, Mike, uh, under, under Supreme Court precedent, the Bruin case and others, in America, you have the right to own a handgun outside your home and use it for a lawful purpose. And use it for a lawful purpose. A lot of these guns that these kids have on the street are not being used for a lawful purpose. A lot of them are illegal. They're stolen. And a lot of the political leadership refuses to allow our police officers to participate in stop, question, and frisk, get the guns off the street, which, by the way, is a perfectly legal um, uh, police uh, tactic that has been sanctioned, said it was okay by the United States Supreme Court. Senator Kennedy, we had a mass shooting in Shreveport on the 4th of July. We, we were on the national news. Um, we have, we have, this is our, our 4th mass shooting. We have got to figure out, we can't keep standing before microphones and talking about how angry we are if we're not going to, to do something and demand something be done. What can, what can I, what can our city council members, what can our leaders in our community do that will tangibly change this? Well, I don't think passing more gun control laws is going to help. Amen. I mean, um, look at Chicago. You know, Chicago has so many gun control laws, yet it's still the world's largest outdoor shooting range. I mean, it just is. If gun control laws worked, Chicago would be Mayberry, and and it's not. So that's number one. Number two, you've got to enforce the laws that you have. Number three, you've got to get the illegal guns off the street. That means cops have to be allowed to do their job. And, and it's just that simple. Number four, you're going to have to hire more cops. And number five, you're going to have to make it very clear to your police officers if you're an elected official, that we will stand behind you. Now, if you do something that's obviously illegal, if you just shoot somebody for the heck of it, 
uh, we're not going to stand behind. We're going to prosecute. What if um, that you're... hardly ever happens? But let me emphasize this point: that hardly ever, ever, ever happens. When it does happen, some members of the media make a big deal about it, as if it happens every day. But it doesn't. What about what? What are your feelings about your buddy John Bell Edwards, who is now being asked to stop laughing, Mike? They're buddies to commute the death sentences of 51 murderers. Would you be shocked if this governor did that? Uh, no. Uh, I mean, Governor Edwards and I, he is a friend. We just don't agree on a lot of things. And uh, Governor Edwards has done a pretty, I guess good is the wrong word, effective job over the last eight years. Uh, of convincing people that he is uh, somehow pro-cop, pro-gun moderate. And that's just not the case. I mean, that's that's just not the case. I, I, I think it's fine to have a debate on on the death penalty. Let everybody weigh in on it and offer their opinion and the legislature decide. But in the meantime, the death penalty is not the biggest problem facing Louisiana today. It, it, it's uh, it, 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 it's crime, or at least it's crime and, and the economy and inflation. And the fact that uh, uh, if we keep losing our bright young kids in Louisiana to other states, our average age is going to be deceased. Those are the three biggest problems in Louisiana today. Let's talk inflation. Um, President Biden's going to help us, right? That inflation reduction is going to help. We're going to all be fixed. You're just well, you know, you never hear the, the White House talk about inflation for good reason. Uh, it's not under control. Um, core inflation, if you throw out uh, uh, oil prices, for example, um, is between 5 and 6%. Uh, it's, it's bled over not only into prices of goods, but prices of services. And it's caused in large part by the extraordinary amount of money that President Biden has spent and the deficit spending. And, you know, President Biden's favorite kind of spending is more. If, if he had free reign, he'd, he'd slap a reverse mortgage on Alaska and spend all that money, too. And he says, well, it's the Fed's job to get control of inflation by raising interest rates. No, it's not. It's Congress's job president's job and it's the feds job do you see any light at the end of the tunnel for 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 me when i go get my milk my eggs well i i I wish i could tell you yes it's going to be over in three or four months but i just don't believe that um right now the average louisiana family is spending an extra 740 bucks a month not a year a month. That's 9000 a year because of inflation. Um, that's just a fact. And if we did get inflation under control, all that means is that prices stop rising. It doesn't mean that prices are going to go back to the way they were before the inflation started. The, the, that's, that's called, uh, 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 well, what's the term I'm looking for? It's not disinflation, it's deflation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be stuck with these large these high prices for a while. The best that, that we can hope for under this administration is that prices just stop rising. 
but that doesn't mean they're going to go down. And in a state like Louisiana, uh, that that really hurts us. It's it's a cancer on the American dream, and it's, it's really hurting our middle class. Well, I, I was a little encouraged by the recent Supreme Court decision striking down Biden's uh, effort to repay everybody's student loan. I thought, well, yeah, I, mean, I thought they they made the right decision. Well, number one, all loans matter. Okay, <laughs> the president <laughs> never explained. The president never explained, you know, why student loans should be forgiven and credit card debt shouldn't be. I want my mortgage forgiven. Yeah, right. Our mortgage. And number two, look, we 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 already, as I've said before, we already had a plan to repay student debt. It's called a job. <laughs> and I don't, I never believed, I think most Americans agree with this, uh, that it was fair to ask people who either paid off their debt or didn't incur their debt to pay the debt of people who use that debt to get a, a college degree to earn more. It just seems patently unfair to me. And the, the Supreme Court didn't get into the policy. The Supreme Court just said pretty clearly you don't have to be Euclid to figure this out that under the Constitution only Congress can appropriate money. The president can. Senator John and I Kennedy. The Supreme Court opinion was correct. Thanks so much for your time, Senator. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Have a great weekend. One oh one One oh one seven FM seven. Don't throw that at me. Seven ten. Keo, Mike, and McCarty. I can't believe we're down. Okay, you're gonna. We're down to one dog at my house. Oh my! We're down to one dog. When you started, you had three. Yeah, we had four at one time. Wow. I'm sorry. I thank you. The one that we have left is uh, now in our house. Mm Hmm. In our in the in the confines of our the sweetest thing you ever oh gosh yeah but I, she's not a friendly dog right doesn't She'll play stand well with at others the door mm-hmm. I mean at the window we have windows that go to the floor you know yeah and she'll lay her head on the and if anybody deigns to walk on the sidewalk in oh. front of her house oh gosh here the hair goes up and she oh my i mean she just like goes ballistic uh, i have i'm learning something new about my dog well he's my grand dog um Bo, your dog now. yeah he's my dog now <laughs> um he he's very protective of me which is fine i'm good right. with that but if the doorbell rings he starts barking he gets very upset and agitated and i'm literally laying in bed yesterday and i was watching wheel of fortune and you know when you guess a letter on wheel of fortune you get a noise here's that noise you ready here's the noise you get on wheel of fortune okay you get a ding okay and they turn over the letters is that the same tone as your doorbell i i didn't realize it (laughs) You know, as Vanna, she doesn't turn the letters over anymore. She just touches the digital screen or whatever. As Vanna's touching the screen and then a ding goes off again, he goes ballistic. And I I sat there for the longest trying to figure out what is he barking at? There's no doorbell. There's no, you know, there's nobody knocking. And then I realized as she dinged another letter, I went, he's barking at Wheel of Fortune. He's barking at the ding noise 
on freaking Wheel of Fortune. I couldn't believe it. Vanna White can touch anything she wants. Oh, yeah. Vanna, but I just, I don't know. What do I do? Do I have to stop watching Wheel of Fortune now? <laughs> because just, of the ding? Just ride the mute button. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> every time they get a right them. letter? Yeah, yeah you're just going to have to ride that mute button. As she's moving toward a light, I yep. just hit the... Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm trying to tell him, it's Wheel of Fortune. It's not the doorbell. He doesn't understand. No. He doesn't get no, it. No, he doesn't get it. <laughs> no, he There's doesn't. There's only so many times you can say it. I know. Poor thing. 101.7 FM, 710 Keo, Mike and